Let's go back to the phones. Phil, you're on KDK. Hey, Chris, always good to talk with you and to hear you. Thank you. Hey, a few comments on U.S. Steel. Just think back how many fines Allegheny County has levied on that company. Recently, they had uh, an interview with the people of Clarendon. The mayor was there and almost begging not to close because of the over 3,000 jobs lost. Now, many of these companies have done all they can with the technology to clean the air, and I'll admit there are times accidents do happen. A good example, look at the cracker plant. Uh, that was to be the ultra-modern. They've already been fined because of a flame or whatever. Now, I'm, I'm not promoting dirty air. Uh, we can't find them to death. And I agree totally. Uh, our national defense, uh, the minute you, uh, any country loses its ability to manufacture, especially the essential things that we need. Well, that's and what I say course, all the time, and that's what David Stockman said today, too, about uh, the purchase uh, of, of U.S. Steel. We can't, we can't afford to lose them, and I'm surprised that there isn't something in the government saying, wait a minute, this is a part of our national defense, and, and, and give these people a break. And Allegheny County, without their fines, I, <laughs> I don't know if the county's going to be able to make it. I, of course, being a little sarcastic, you can't find a company to death. Well, I don't know if it's finding them to death or not, but I interviewed an environmental journalist once, and she told me that uh, these companies are putting that in their budget. They expect to be fined, and they just put it in their budget and pay the fines and keep doing what they're doing. Well, in some cases, perhaps. Did you ever work in the steel industry? No, I had relatives did, though. Okay. Worked in it, and also in the coal mines. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Phil. Hey, thanks. Good talking with All right, you. You too. Bye-bye. Let's go to Jerry in uh, Beaver County. Interesting show tonight, Chris. Thank you. A lot of nice, lot of nice topics. Hey, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, America being indispensable. I don't think you can be indispensable when you're as dependent as we are on a lot of other countries for things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at this, you know, Cynthia mentioned about... Uh, pharmaceuticals and that's been an issue for a long time you know well uh, what's that uh, stuff the computer chips they were talking about that a few years we're gonna make a big push to get all the computer chips back in america well we used to be we used to be number one when it came to manufacturing sure not you all know, made in taiwan and you know there's other things too that uh, we do and it's you know we we, we set these agendas and these uh, pronouncements, we're going to do this, we're going to do it. And then the time comes and we don't do anything. You know, we start fighting about something or we get involved in the football or something. And, you know, it just disappears. And, you know, the fellow right before me is talking about, the, you know, the industries. We push them out. I wish people would stop blaming it on environmental things. It's a small factor in it. The biggest factor is the fact that these companies, with our government's blessing, they go over across uh, the oceans and they put these plants in. They're paying people $20 a day when we paid them $25 an hour. You know, how are you going to compete with that? That's the biggest thing. You know, the, the environmental concerns are one thing. But, you know, I'll tell you, 
they plowed through the environmental concerns time and time and time again. And if they were making money, they were very happy with it. When they find a way to make more money, you know, we'll, we'll see around. And they took on, and our country, our government, to their detriment and uh, to their shame, they blessed that. I mean, they told them, you go ahead. I mean, you know, this idea about national defense and national security, yeah, they just pretzel logic right around, you know, well, we can get this, you know. Thing. Remember uh, during the COVID thing, you are talking about COVID tonight, and I was thinking, whatever happened to that, uh, you know, uh, initiative we had? We're going to make all our medical supplies here in America. Have they followed through on that? No. No. You know, the last thing I want to say, the fellows talk about David Stockman and things, and you know, it, it was pretty interesting. You know, and honestly, I say I agree with them on some things, I disagree with them on a couple other things. You know, these statistics and things. But one of the things he was talking about, maybe we ought to consider immigrants. You know, to replace some of the workers and. Do well, that's work. one of the things Stockman was talking about. We should have a guest <laughs> worker program. Yeah, I know. I was talking about that last week too. Mm-hmm. But you know, one thing I want to say, you know, people denigrate college all the time. You know, they're always picking on college education and college uh, stuff. One of the great things about going to college is you don't compartmentalize some of these issues. You know, if you take enough courses, you can see where one thing affects the other. You know, you take history courses, you take uh, social science courses, you take, uh, you know, world politics courses, all these different things. And you can see how this stuff affects one thing to another. And, you know, people go off in these tangents about stuff, but you can see what's happening. And when you understand the, the hows and the whys and, you know, the you know, how uh, religions around were affected, the world makes a lot more sense. And, you know, it's a shame we sort of turned our back on that and we listen to some of these things. You know, these, this soundbite country that we have anymore, getting information and things, it's not serving us well. And you can see a lot of people, they, they just don't seem to have an understanding and a grasp of what's going on. And, you know, when you're out there voting and making judgments on that, uh, <laughs> that's not too good. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chris. Good night. Good night. Uh, I had referred uh, before to Wars of Racket by Smedley D. Butler, retired United States Corps Major General and two-time Medal of Honor recipient. Um, That's the book you ought to read. Based on his career military experience, Butler discusses how business interests commercially benefit from warfare. Uh, Wars of Racket. You should read it sometime. Let's continue. Ron in Hamilton Beach, California, or Hamilton Field. Well, it's Hamilton Field, uh, former Air Force Base. Okay. Uh, now, you know, you have so many interesting things. I think to talk about one thing, and there's so much going on as far as uh, corporations and, and their risk assessments. Uh, you know, profit always wins out no matter what the case and what fines they have to pay or what regulations they have to battle. I think you're right. <clears throat> so that's one element. Now, I've been kind of working with, because I work with student projects and I, with projects have domain names, which means the, the Internet name where they're using for uh, uh, basically online websites or uh, email. And I've found that the companies I've worked with <clears throat> seem to have all merged under a particular company. From well, well, one, uh, if yeah. you look at it now, 
on the institutional investment, BlackRock and one other company own just about everything else. You think you think uh, uh, Burger King and and Kentucky Fried Chicken and Pepsi Cola aren't owned all by the same company? Oh well, uh, Pepsi Cola owns uh, uh, which it uh, I think it's Stoli out of Russia and different uh, alcohol. Many conglomerates like that, enormous amount of corporations. It's hard to fight corporate America. No, it certainly is. And my problem with that is when I'm dealing with uh, online, I have a realization that each one of these companies that own where the websites or brand names that you put up that you rent, it used to be network solutions with the government entity that put out all the domain names. You know, your, your, your company name there, your name, anything online, mm-hmm. that's, you may own that on a, on a trademark, but online they own it, they oversee it. And they have the they have the ability to look in on anything that's going on. Well, you know um, that Klaus guy at the World Economic Forum seems to think that there'll be a day when you will own nothing and be happy about it. Well, you know, uh, in that case, you would own nothing and be happy about it. Means that you are the child, and your your government is no longer an authority given by an interpretation of any democracy, but you're simply a child consumer. Yeah, now, absolutely. How, <laughs> and, they, they contr- and they will even control how and when you spend your money. Well, well of course, and they'll, and they'll promote you to an interest, whether to give you the, uh, the illusion that you are making an interpretation when, in fact, you're just following whatever pattern they mm-hmm. set for you. You have it exactly right. <laughs> so at, at least... These corporations out there, I mean, I looked at one, like Network Solutions, I, I used to enjoy it when the government had it, when I could, uh, you know, get a name for a student project and cost $2 or $3. And today you go in and those same names may cost you anywhere between $20 and $45. Unbelievable. For rent for one year. Unbelievable. For what? For one year. And this this has gotten to the point where they uh, they add – when you go and you get, say, it's a .com, which is most common, you could buy that. And today there are hundreds more that they have out there that they keep selling you. So the reason the conglomerates make it so well is they keep that as a marketing tool. But my interests now are more than the marketing tool because you can see them. There's, un, there's no controls or regulation on their price increases. And that, that manipulation gouging those users of the Internet, at the same time, they have complete – Oversight of everything you're doing online when you're associated to those names. Well, as you first started and said, we will be the children, and and those amorphous people will be the parents, and we won't know the difference. And I don't really see that anyone in government at this particular point. There, there are few. Sure, they're all they're all new and they're bright and bushy-tailed for the action. But who really controls the nation? Are those corporate individuals the ones that do? Are the big money people really controlling them? And where are, the, where are their philosophies and principles that, that cause them to action? Profit, uh, as you not, said, as you said, profit is what causes them to go into action. Yeah, but, but I'm going to ask you, Chris. Mm-hmm. If, you had, if you had a good percentage of all the wealth of the world in your pockets, what could you really do to sustain life itself or your generations in front of you. 
No, Where's your you, legacy? You, you, you're going to go uh, like some of these movies do to outer space and inhabit another planet and like Elon Musk is doing, develop your rocketry so you can escape Earth and leave all the terrestrials here to their own devices. Well, it's it's. I used to like the analogy of the Earth being like a large dog, and once it got rid of the fleas, it was very happy. <laughs> that may be what happens, to tell you the truth. That's a good one, okay? <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, I think Mother Earth will continue, no matter what we do here. We can blow up the planet in nuclear war, and a couple of hundred years from now, uh, things will be growing again and doing the best that they can, and we may not even be around. Come on, Wally. Yes. You old KDK. What's going on, brother? But I'll tell you what. But that's not what you said. Uh, I, I said the Palestinians need their own state, not a two-state solution. And they had one there for 2,000 years before the Israelis got there. The Balfour Declaration and all of that that created Israel, man. I, I, I don't know who you're listening to, man. I don't know. What I'm trying to say, trying to say they took the state, they took all the land. That's what I've been saying. That made it so he watched everything from oh, the to Jordan River. He's, he's twisted all. That's why he said, I ain't stopping till I get it. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I, I'm glad you finally come to agreeing with me. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, sir. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to. San Francisco and David. David, you're on KDK. Uh, yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, I was uh, interested in uh, one of Jerry and uh, a combination of Jerry and uh, and Ron's comments. But uh, with your previous caller there, you remember the old problem in the South called uh, separate but equal. Where I, the, I the lived it. Yes, I know it very well. Sure. The old bigots uh, said that uh, we can't stand to have these people here. They use their snobbery or their pretense uh, to basically deny people use of their own taxes. And what's called white supremacy. Sure. Yeah. Well, whether it's uh, uh, white or not, I mean, it's going on. in. Well, it was white. That's what it was. They they were in charge and they ran it like they wanted to. And separate but equal was the doctrine. They tried to follow. Yeah. It was separate, and it was anything but equal. Exactly, yeah. And and so the whole uh, pretense, the falsity of, of the idea that uh, that some snobs get to hog the tax dollars, and, uh, and they're not even You're being polite when you call them snobs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it, but it's it's gone on throughout the world. That's how the pharaohs worked. That's how, you know, all of the ancient dictatorships worked. And, the you know, I've discussed the social contract. Uh, you know, that's how America was able to get rid of the kings, uh, that we didn't need to listen to these stupid snobs anymore. We could uh, run our own lives without uh, a stinking king. And uh, this idea that we are allowing uh, uh, the, the management of our property 
you know, we the people pay taxes. We the people are supposed to expect uh, good quality usage of our tax dollars. And uh, these phonies that are running for office, you know, Trump and the Republicans are good examples, but there are thousands of them uh, that are pushing this idea that corporations don't need to pay taxes and that they get to run our lives. The bribes from corporations in Citizens United and corporate donations uh, to political uh, candidates and and elected officials get to uh, pass the tax dollars on to uh, to the corporations. And that the citizenry uh, are basically the uh, the product now, and that's kind of what uh, uh, Ron was talking about with the web domains. Uh, if you remember back into the 1970s, they had the famous church commission that was, uh, or church committee, I think it was, uh, in the Senate, uh, Senator Church, uh, was trying to do a study of the CIA uh, role in in. I'm quite familiar with the church hearings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, they were they discovered, you know, a whole lot of different corruption. But the idea of spying on Americans, uh, the FBI had been actively spying on Americans. I heard the discussion about, you know, Martin Luther King uh, in an earlier uh, show and uh, that the FBI was not supposed to be spying on average citizens, uh, you know, just for their personal gain. But the uh, after the church committee uh, hearings, they discovered that the FBI uh, started privatizing it. And so they would hire people to become the, the spies, and then the FBI would buy the, the data. And um, and so when Ron was talking about the um, domain names, uh, basically that's what's going on. Many of the domain companies are selling our data to the snitch organizations, uh, or you know whether it's the FBI or whether it's the uh, the advertisers, you know that that they get to sell us or you know send us junk spam uh, uh, through what they gather on our information and. And, uh, that we are the product now, and what in the I, I think Ron used the expression uh, network solutions. That was sort of like the patent office, that your trademark names in the earliest days, even to this day, if you want to register your company, you go to the state secretary of state and register your company name. Well, Network Solutions used to be a a semi-governmental organization that was, I'm not sure if it was the Department of Commerce or, uh, you know, the secretary of state's office or whatever, but... uh, it became privatized. And so now all of the domain names are run by private companies and that the contract that you put together five or 10 years ago, uh, it can all all of a sudden be invalidated if the company uh, is bought up by another company. And then that company is bought up by another company. They can just change the terms of the contract willy nilly. And uh, I, I remember 20-something years ago when you could get a domain name for perpetuity. You know, $50 would get you your domain name forever. And well, now, When they like, realize they can make more money off it in various and deceitful ways, that's what corporations do. 
Yeah, exactly. And the the fact that, uh, you know, taxation with representation means that we, the people, run the show and that those that don't pay taxes don't run the show. But that's not the way it's working right now. The ones that don't pay the taxes are the corporations uh, and uh, they're running the show and the people don't have much of a say in it. Exactly. And that's that's where the solution to things like Gaza come in, the solutions to uh, to what's going on in America, the solution to what's going on with Putin and Russia versus, uh, you know, his corporate takeover of Ukraine, uh, uh, whether the Saudis uh, trying to do a somewhat corporate takeover of the world by uh, by the Saudis, for example, are trying to refuse to use the U.S. dollar as the uh, medium of exchange for selling oil. Well, what happens if all of a sudden the value of oil becomes dependent upon whatever uh, uh, diplomatic relationship there is with Zimbabwe or with uh, Turkey or with France or any other country. They, they create an artificial value for a commodity that's based upon the same kind of snobbery uh, as the separate but equal. Well, again, uh, your choice of the word snobbery uh, is uh, really being charitable especially when it came to separate but unequal. Right now, Father Ron is in the house, and it's time for me to get my hat. Good night, everybody.